0: Welcome back to another Hattrick Lax Picks, the show where we analyze every game from every conference so you can make the best picks. As always, we're your host, the three Garrett's. Another great weekend of lacrosse, saw the Ivy League teams come back in action, giving us even more great games to enjoy. Um, plenty of other solid games as well, UNC and Ohio State yesterday, Villanova took it to Yale. Uh Honestly, there were so many games Saturday that I'm not a whole lot are popping in my mind right now. I went into sensory overload there for a little bit during the noon and one o'clock games. Um, but what what you guys think about the uh, this past weekend?
1: You know, the red zone has the witching hour, and it's like from three to four. Yeah, like for us lacrosse fans, the hour of like one thirty to two thirty, pushing three o'clock is heart palpitations for the sheer amount of like forget the octobox like there are 10 to 15 high quality games every week that half of are coming down to the wire and you just don't have enough screens to watch them like it's the beautiful part of our game but it's why so many people are clamoring to have the schedule spread out because it's just all happening at once and it's so hard to keep track of but it is nonetheless awesome and we got some really awesome results this past weekend
2: there were some great games, some great upsets too. Some teams that uh, Quinnipiac over Brown. I did not see that coming. Quinnipiac looks like a team that can contend for the MAC title this year. Oh I, yeah, it, it was a, a great week on lacrosse. That Bryant Boston U game, I was, I was sweating, sweating so hard that game. Since too bad, it too bad you took Bryant. Too bad I you know. took Bryant. I had a really <laughs> rough week. Very, this week. very tough. Real rough week this week. Well, so after all these games, let's just go jump straight into our new top 20 that we have. A lot of movement once again, two weeks in a row this time. First and foremost, we only have two teams receiving votes this week, and those were Georgetown and Vermont. Georgetown has dropped out of the top 20 for us.
1: Very surprising, but I think that's where they belong. As they should. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Making their debut, actually not debut, they ran it to start the year, I should Mm -hmm. say, coming back in the top 20 is the Army Black Knights after their win over Rutgers. Barely hanging on at 19 is Hopkins, followed by Syracuse at 18, Harvard stays in the top 20 at 17, and Villanova, after a great performance against Yale, moves up to 16.
0: And next up, uh, we have Jacksonville at the 15th spot. and then Duke at the 14. Uh, is that a little bit of a drop off from last week? I, I they were remember. right. Or, I think they
2: moved they up a couple up, spots. They moved up a couple. I think they're only like 16 for us. Duke.
0: Yeah. Oh, gotcha. All right. So moving up, moving up slightly. Rutgers at 13, bounced out of the top 10. Uh, UNC, great week this week. Uh, played a tough game against OSU. We have them at our 12th spot, and. Uh, Delaware Blue Hens making some noise, uh, securing that 11th spot as well.
1: St. Joe's is at number 10 after eking out a win against Towson. Maryland moves up a spot to nine. Cornell, after a very sketchy performance against Albany, drops from two to eight. Ohio State at seven. And the Greyhounds
2: of Loyola, almost on the top five, they're at number six. Yeah. And then like Glazer just said, we have a little bit of a shuffle for our top five, our new number five, we've got the Yale Bulldogs at number four, Penn, number three, Princeton. And then our new number two team in the country is the Notre Dame fighting Irish. And our number one team stays the same unanimous from all three of us again, Virginia.
0: Good stuff. Alrighty. Um, sorry about that. Uh, now we move on to dog of the week, and I'm very excited for this pick because I made this segment as, you know, just to highlight short stick D middies. And for the first time, we have our first short stick D Middie, uh winning the award. It is Dante Trader from Maryland. Uh, late, uh, late addition to the Terps uh, prior to the spring season. Uh, he's a football player, cornerback DB uh, for the Terps football team. Now he's making uh, his uh, debut this season with the Terps on the lacrosse team. And before I say anything, I picked Dante Trader because there was one play in particular that as soon as it happened, I jumped out of my seat, fist pumped in the air, just punching air the entire time. And I was just like, that's a dog. He is the guy. So get into it. Let's set the scene. It's the fourth quarter. It's 14-10 to 10 Maryland. Uh, Syracuse is starting to make their way back. It seems like they are have some momentum on their side, but Maryland makes a big stop on defense. Dante Trader gets the ball on the left side of the field, clearing. As soon as he gets the ball, he turns, and right in front of him, he's got a Q's player at the midline, and on his and r- another closing in from the right side. And meanwhile, there's another uh, third player at the midline, making his way slowly, making his way towards him. As they close in, Trader falls to the ground, and Q's players are all over him. He's getting the business. Just sticks are flying at him, but he fights through it. He gets gets off off the ground and starts barreling down the middle of the field. Steam rolls down the field and slings the rock in the back of the net. Bench erupts. Crowd goes nuts. Trader's giving the coldest stare down to Will Mark because he just made him look like a backup summer league goalie. ND seals the game. They go on to win 15-12. Dante Trader, two goals. On three shots for the game, three GBs on a college turnover. Really loved watching him play against Cuse. He stepped up and made plays when he needed to make them. That's a dog, and he made plays all over the field. Great watching this kid. Can't wait to see what he does for the rest of the season.
1: The debut of a short stick. I love it. I wonder where we're going to get an LSM.
0: Very soon, I hope. Very soon. With all these pole goals, they're they're starting to rack up. They're I mean, it's coming getting hard.
2: In it's getting season. hard. Oh, yeah, bulls are getting the love. All right, before we hop
1: into it, as a reminder, we had 39 games this past weekend, and it pleases me to say that Dryband has fallen from grace. Wah, wah. He went he went 27 and 12 while Mr. Voigt and I tied with a record of 30 and nine. That means for the season, Dryband and I are now tied at 64 and 22. And Garrett Voigt takes the lead. By one game, he has That's a record so of 65 right? and
2: 20. I fumbled go. the bag last week. NJIT, never again, guys. Never again.
0: You also shouldn't have let me talk you into picking Drexel because I actually like told you to pick Drexel. I, I know. Could. I don't know why I let you do that.
2: I have I was fully committed <laughs> to picking UMBC NBC until you just said, let me be the only one picking them. And then I was like, all right, sure, why not? <laughs> don't listen to me. <laughs>
1: All right, boys, we have an even larger (laughs) slate this week. Let's get right into it.
2: All right, so kicking it off, our first game on Tuesday, we have LIU visiting Hofstra. LIU looked really poor against Lindenwood, who gave them their first D1 uh, D1 win in history. So this is an easy one. Hofstra took Michigan all the way to the end. I like Hofstra winning their first game of the season, nonetheless, in this game.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm not going to add too much. I thought Hofstra played pretty well against Michigan. LIU didn't look great against Lindenwood. Uh, You know, short week for both teams, but I like Hofstra in this one as well.
1: As much crap as we've given Hofstra on this podcast, they have played three pretty close games. So, yeah, I think they get a win here. All
2: right, next one. NJIT at Monmouth. Like I just said, I am not letting NJIT do it to me again. I am Monmouth all the way on this one.
1: Yeah, I really like the way Monmouth played against Princeton. Obviously, they didn't really have much of a chance in that game, but I think this is a great win for for the Hawks.
0: Yeah, not much to add. I'm going with the Hawks as well.
1: Next up, we have our newly minted number 20th team, Army. Going over to play Wagner. Uh, Look, Wagner played okay against Fairfield, but now they're playing Army, and this game could get ugly. It'll be the Black Knights.
0: Yeah, very happy to see Army back in the top 20. I almost put them in my top 20, but I felt like there were a couple teams that I thought deserved it more. But anyway, I really like Army in this one. I I don't see them losing this game.
2: Yeah, same for me. Clean sweep for Army.
0: Good stuff. Next up, Michigan welcomes Canisius Gold-Griffins uh, to the st- to the great state of Michigan this week. I'm not going to say much. I like Michigan in this one. Uh, Oxford game was a little bit iffy here and there, but I think they're still a pretty solid team. I like them in this one.
1: Yeah, you know, Michigan, I don't think, played too well after playing very well against Virginia. So I think this is a kind of program reorienting game, and I think it's a pretty comfortable one against Canisius.
2: Yeah, Canisius disappointed against Bellarmine this past weekend. So I'm Michigan all the way in this game.
1: All right, now we got a little spicy one on a Tuesday afternoon. Providence goes to the 0-1 Brown Bears, now outside of the top 20. Providence has a couple games under their belt. The close loss to Bryant, they beat Holy Cross. You know, this has the potential to be a very interesting game. Now I am going to go with Brown. I think that that team has to look themselves in the mirror for a very long time and say, we just lost to Quinnipiac. We cannot lose again this season. Now I think they will, but I think that they come out humming and I think that they stop on Providence because if not
2: major, major fraud alert, I agree with everything you just said. Except I'm gonna add an asterisk to Brown, saying they cannot lose again this season out of conference. Mm-hmm. I think they need to win everything out of conference they've got left, and especially against Providence, who already has losses. And we all know how big the RPI is yeah. hummed on at the end for the tournament, especially last year. So Brown cannot lose this game. So I I, I think they're gonna come out and be hungry for this win. I like them at home.
0: I mean, yeah, Brown's got to be hungry for this win. I mean. You know, Providence, they're not pushovers, but no. I, I i looked at the stats of that Brown game and I was just like, how did Brown not win this game? Quinnipiac had 28 turnovers, went 12 for 16 on clearing, and two for seven on EMO chances. Just, it, I think Brown just like, they let the penalties get to them and just failing to capitalize on those many turnovers, that was just their downfall. But I think they're all very fixable. But Providence, they are going into this game at four and a half uh, favorites, or not not favorites, underdogs into this game. I'm, I'm going to go out of a limb and say I think they cover four and a half points here. But
1: very, like very Browns possible in this game. All right, we have Hampton on the road to a VMI squad, which I have loved watching this year. I think the key debt's I think get win number three or four. I think it'll be three. But yeah, I think they win this game. Although I was impressed with Hampton. I thought they played Queens relatively well when I was reading the stat line, even though there was no stream.
0: Yeah, same here. I tried to stream that game, but yeah, I couldn't find one. Um, but yeah, I like me in this one. I just think they're a very solid team this year uh, when it comes to like the lower end of the one. You know, they've kind of been the butt end of everything uh, the past few years. But I think they're pretty solid this year. I like them in this game.
2: Yeah, I, I like VMI a lot in this one, too. They're playing great, having a great year. Well, in terms of their program, but really great
0: year. Good stuff. Next up, uh, the Bonnies are going to go play Bobby Moe uh, uh, tomorrow night. I'm going to take Bobby Moe in this one, you know. Um, I think they should have beaten, uh, who was it, Bucknell? I think they should have beat Bucknell a little bit more than they should have, or than they did. So I'm going to take in this one. Bonnie's are still struggling, not not convinced that they'll uh, get out of this rut they're in just yet.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you, Voigt. I think Robert Morris, home opener against a uh, Bonnie's team that has been playing up to... I guess maybe the potential that they set after last year. Um, so I like Robert Morris in this game. I'm picking them.
1: I also like Bobby Moe a lot. And, you know, watch out A-Sun. I mean, they have only played one game, but this is the Bobby Moe team that's still legit and still hungry. So I think this is another one of the win column for him.
0: A-Sun is very wide open for them. You know, still very winnable. Anybody can take that conference.
2: All right. Next up, we've got Lafayette at Drexel. Drexel had some really poor goalie play against UMBC. They switched goalies at halftime, actually. Um, hmm. And their second half goalie played a lot less well than their first half goalie. Well, had a had terrible bad. grammar, But, you know, I, I, it came out. Um, but they did not have that much momentum. And UMBC stopped Drexel in that second half. And on the other hand, Lafayette just pulled away Sacred Heart with ease. and i think I think, on this short turnaround, I think Lafayette might be a little bit of an upset. Uh, but I think Lafayette comes out, beats Drexel, and gets to five hundred.
1: yeah, you know, it's it's a very tempting pick for me. I, I definitely agree with you. there's potential with Lafayette. i just I think Drexel's better than than they were against UMBC, And I mm. think that they need to show that they're better. Right, this is still a program that's very not that far removed from a tournament berth. They still have a lot of pride with that, and still some of the guys are still lingering from that year. So I don't think you can lose to Lafayette. I mean, they certainly there's a potential for it, but I'm gonna go with Dragon Breath once more at home.
0: Yeah, I can't. I I can't go with Drexel again, man. I'm I'm just not convinced um, of them. Uh, they do lead the series 11 to one. Uh, the Leopards had their first win last year at a 13-11 win at home. Um, they're playing at Drexel this year, so it might be a little bit different. But I am I like the Leopards in this one, too. I liked their juice. I liked their uh, their vibe after like scoring goals and making big plays in that Sacred Heart game the other day. So I'm, t- I'm going to stick with the Leopards here.
1: All right. Lastly, to finish off this large Tuesday slate, we have the Manhattan Jaspers, fresh off a 6-5 to five win over Navy, taking on the number three ranked Princeton Tigers. Boys, could Manhattan pull off another upset? No. Nah, the answer is no. Nah. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I love what I saw from the Jaspers, but oh, no. Princeton all day.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm picking Princeton in this game. Just quick shout out, though, to Joseph Persico, Manhattan's goalie. 22 saves on the day. Eighty one percent. He balled out. He balled out. He is the reason they won. But no, I'm still not going to pick Manhattan (laughs) in this game. Princeton's going to win.
0: Yeah, Princeton in this one, you know, Manhattan, great game against Navy. Navy's Navy is full of frauds, though. So I'm I'm going to stay with Princeton here.
2: All right. Moving on to our only Wednesday game this week, we have Sacred Heart traveling up to Fairfield or down wherever
1: Across, maybe across, I think it's across. I
2: guess, yeah. Uh, this is a quick one. Fairfield looked really good against Wagner. Not saying too much, I know, but Sacred Heart is yet to win a game this season. Fairfield's at home. I'm going to take the Stags <clears throat> in this game. Yeah, I'm going to take the Stags as well. I don't think Sacred Heart is as bad as people think,
1: but I think Fairfield is probably better than people think, and so I like the Stags here as well.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take the Stags too. Um... But I I think Sacred Heart can keep this game close. The DraftKings uh, has them at five and a half underdogs this week. I'm def- I would take definitely take that to cover. Um, but Sacred Heart is also hungry for a win. Their last win against the Fairfield was in 2005. Um, games are these games are this game is usually decided by three goals or less. So I expect a pretty close game in on this one. It is an in-state rivalry, so there's something there. Yeah, absolutely.
2: All right, next up, we're moving to our Friday slate. We have Air Force visiting Stony Brook. So this might be a little bit of an upset, given how Air Force's uh, early season success has gone so far, but I'm going to pick Stony Brook in this game. Um, This is Air Force's very first full cross-country travel and road trip they've had to do. They did go to Ohio State, but this is obviously another two hours longer than that. Plane ride, full travel, and Stony Brook has kept up with both Rutgers and Penn State, that are two quality teams, I think, this year, in my opinion. Um, and it's also Stony Brook's home opener. They've played both those games away, and I think Stony Brook's going to come out. They still have a chip on their shoulder in a new conference, like I said, in that CAA. They still want to get a win, prove that they can, you know, make some quality looks in that conference. So, I think Stony Brook's sneaks this win.
0: Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Disrespectful. Um, I'm I'm going to go with Air Force here. I think they're battle tested. You know, that game against Denver, the Colgate game was not an easy one to win either. Granted, I think Colgate got screwed there at the during in the last 30 seconds. You know, he called the guy in the crease uh, after a diving goal, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, But I'm very impressed with how Air Force uh, has battled adversity against some of these tough opponents. Um, they play tough, they play physical, and they play with a chip on their shoulder. Um, yeah, I I don't see a world where Stony Brook wins this game. I'm going with Air Force.
1: Well, boy, I do see a world, and I'm with dry band in that world.
0: <laughs> hey, um, waiter, I'll have what they're having.
1: Look, you're right. The Falcons have shown they're legit this year. But I don't think Stony Brook, I don't like them at 0-2. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel good. And I certainly don't think they go 0-3. The Stony Brook Seawolves have played the Big Ten pretty close. And I don't like Air Force traveling the country. I just don't. So I like Stony Brook at home here.
0: All righty. Well, I'll just pretend like I agreed with you. But, okay, Um, moving on. Uh, I think this is the game of the weekday slate. We all feel this way. It's Towson going down to Richmond, Virginia, playing yes. the Spiders. Um,
2: this is a phenomenal matchup.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, the two previous games were decided by one goal. The last, the game last season went to three overtimes. I don't think this is any different. Richmond is two and zero in this matchup, but Towson looks a lot better. Um, than they have in recent years and i think and richmond is still playing like richmond like how they they're playing how i expect them to be but i really love towson this one it's a toss-up um but i'm gonna go with T- towson here they've been on the bad end of this game for two years now and i think they come in this one ready to rip off some spider heads
2: i i'm i'm really high on towson this year i think they're really good and i think they're going to be competing for that CAA championship against Delaware big time. I think they might finish second, honestly, and I'm going to go against what I said preseason um, just based off how they look these early games. But I am going Richmond in this game for a couple reasons. First off, Richmond's at home. They've got the momentum after beating Bucknell by just destroying them.
1: They beat the crap
2: out of them. Yeah. Two is the fact that I think richmond's loss to maryland is going to be the most overlooked and skewed loss in this entire season because of one fact and one fact only and that is that that is the only game maryland had a healthy McNaney for and a healthy McNaney on that maryland team is a completely different animal in my opinion than what we've seen maryland play the last two weeks and i think this richmond team just got the butt end because that maryland team goes from a Definitive top three team in the country to a fringe top ten team without McNaney, It seems like, um, so I, I, I think Richmond's a lot better than we thought they were after that first week of crushing. And on top of that, in this St. Joe's game this past weekend, St. Joe's also switched goalies at halftime. <laughs> Scott McMillan came in. He came. Shout out Gettysburg
1: top. grad. Let's go. Oh, really. Uh,
2: Sealy had an 18% save percentage in the first half. And that was when Towson had it tied nine, nine. He had two saves in the first half. McMillan came in, had a, what, like a 55% save percentage. He, I think. he had yeah. five saves and only allowed four goals. <clears throat> After Towson took the first goal to go up 10, nine, St. Joe's shut the door and went on a seven, four run and just closed out that game. and never let Towson see the light of day again. Richmond's goalie, Zach Vig, had a 71% day against Bucknell. I think the goalie play is going to be huge in this game. I think Towson got to get out on an early foot because of how poor St. Joe's goalie played Sealy did in that first half. I think because of all those factors, I I like Richmond at home. I mean, no doubt
1: one hell of a game is coming our way this week. Just to to build off what Voight said about last year, that three-overtime game. We may forget that Towson was winning that game 9-1 to at one point, And Richmond really? came all the way back, Holy tied it, hell. tied it 15-15, and then won it in overtime. I remember that was a game that the Tigers gifted away. You know, this, like wow. Wood said, this is the third time these teams are playing. So it's a very young rivalry, but it's already, you know, an incredible one. If we look historically... The past two years these teams have played, both of us have all always taken Richmond. We've just gone with the Spiders. I am going to go with Voight this year and break that trend. I'm going to go with the Tigers. I think two games in, Tigers have been more impressive for me. Yeah, they played Mount St. Mary's, but they lit Mount St. Mary's up. Like, 20 goals against any D1 team is not bad. And I thought they played their butts off against what's for us is a top 10 team in St. Joe's now. So... I think Towson is due a win to get back to 2 and 1 and yeah I think Richmond drops this one but if the if it's 3 or 4 overtimes I wouldn't be shocked like this one could go on forever.
2: All right, moving on to our final Friday game. We have Mount St. Mary's traveling in state, UMBC. UMBC played great against Drexel. I I'm sticking with them. I like UMBC at home.
0: Not going to let me uh, convince you to take Mount Saint Mary's. Jordan? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I am picking UMBC this time, and quite frankly, depending on this game, I think UMBC could blow Mount Saint Mary's out, and I don't know if I'm going to be picking against them too often for the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, very fair. I think they do blow out this Mount Saint Mary's team too. I nothing. You know, they did play that that Navy game close, but Navy's fraud, fraudulent, like, like. Oh yeah. So is St. Mary's in, in that case. And then they go on and lose 20-7 to Towson. I'm going to stick with UMBC here. I think they're a pretty good team.
1: Yeah, mad respect on UMBC. Uh, big threats in the America East, I think, for sure.
0: Good stuff. All righty. Moving on to the weekend, boys. First Saturday game of the day, we have Navy, the Frogs, who I've been mentioning a lot so far already, playing against High Point, who I think are pretty t- – potential frauds depending yeah, on how I this would game agree. goes depending on how this game goes i'm not too sold on high point i was perplexed trying I, i'm very perplexed at how these teams started the season because i ranked them pretty high in the the conference uh, standings but navy is bad they're bad and they've played down to their opponents in every single game high point looks meh but they're still winning games that they should be so I'm going to stick with the Panthers here. I think they take this one to Navy and, you know, make Navy reevaluate some things.
1: I almost want to like pick a tie in this game, right? I mean, <laughs> last year, high point beat Navy in Annapolis, 14 to 13. drive and I both took high point, And boy, you took the midshipmen. Mm. Look, if Navy – it's funny enough, if Navy had beaten Manhattan, I would feel a lot better about taking high point because I would have felt that Navy would still be due their loss. Now that they've been given their loss, I feel like they've been humbled a bit. But, yeah, I mean, Navy had just – they haven't impressed me yet. And, yeah, high point is just okay, but I think they're a little bit more okay than Navy, so I'm going to go with the Panthers.
2: Yeah, I – a little bit of me is just – Boy, you kind of said it. I think Navy is bad. High point just looks bad. I'm taking yeah. high point in this game. They're at home. Yeah, I. I it's not going to be a pretty game to watch, I don't think, though.
0: It, it It's not going to be one I have on my screen on Saturday afternoon. You might have this next
1: one on, and that is oh, the like UMass it. Lowell Riverhawks on the road to the Siena Saints. Maybe not your biggest name matchup, but an interesting one. And I say interesting because UMass Lowell, they got thumped by Quinnipiac. But now we know that Quinnipiac is kind of legit. And UMass Lowell, yeah, they lost to UMass by like maybe seven goals. But like they held UMass within reason. That game didn't get ridiculously out of hand. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to take Siena here. But I think this is kind of a close game.
0: Maybe one to watch. Interesting. I kind of feel the opposite. But I still I feel like Siena is a very good team. Like yes, they got thumped by Queen of Queen of but they still performed pretty well um, compared to UMass Lowell. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the uh, the Saints. Siena Saints, is that right, please? Yes, sir. Yes, Siena Saints. Yeah, I,
2: I UMass Lowell stayed in the game against UMass solely because their goalie Renaud had a 62% save day. And he was carrying that team on their back before UMass's offense just said, hey, what are we doing in the second half of that game? However, their offense also just looked atrocious in that game. And that's the sole mm. reason I am also going to be taking Siena in this matchup at home. I like them a lot more than UMass. A
0: Good stuff. All moving on. We have the, our number 20 team, the Army Black Knights, going down to Georgia. Uh, Dryband's former state, um, where he spent four or five years. Five oh, years. five,
2: baby. Five. <laughs> yeah, it
0: it takes it takes there. him a
1: little bit longer. That's okay.
0: Hey, 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 don't don't shame the fifth years here. I I took four <laughs> and a half. Let, let's relax, okay? Um, I'm just
2: enjoying my time.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. We're we're just getting all of the fun out. <laughs>
2: I just wanted to worth. absorb
0: so much knowledge. I needed a whole another. Yeah yeah yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Exactly, exactly. Alrighty, well. Enough about reminiscing of college. Um, Mercer went and just rocked Holy Cross, and we all took Holy Cross this weekend.
1: <laughs> yeah, Mercer
2: made us look fools. So, yeah, that was yeah. a shock.
0: Yeah, but like when you go to the stats, it's like, oh, Ashton Wood, like near perfect at the faceoff dot. No surprise there. So that that made a whole lot more sense. But I don't think he, I don't think he dominates like he does against Army. I'm going to take the Black Knights here.
1: Yeah, I mean, Mercer's win was great and all, but you're playing Army, and uh, that's a really good defense, so I don't know if Mercer gets more than six goals, so yeah,
0: Army.
2: No, yeah, yeah, Army's revived after that Rutgers win. They had all of the juice and then some on that sideline. Army, far and away in this game.
1: We have another Saturday game comprised of two Tuesday teams. Bobby Moe is now on the road at Canisius. Bobby Moe. I just love the way they're playing, even though I've only played one game. like It's the same tough, hardworking Bobby Moe team that you've come to expect year in and year out. So, yeah, they take care of Canisius on the road.
0: Yeah, I like Bobby Moe in this one, too. Fifteenth time that these teams are playing each other. Um, Bobby Mo actually leads the series nine to five, and they've won nine of the last ten meetings. Um, so... Uh, Depending on what the total goals is going to look like on DraftKings, I'm probably going to take the over here because it's pretty low um, considering these teams' uh, you know, point spread and whatnot. But I'm going to take Bobby Moe here. They they're they have the momentum in this matchup. I think the Colonials take this one.
2: Yeah, I think Robert Morris is just going to go 3-0 after this game. Um, full sweep for the Colonials again.
0: Good stuff already right, moving on. So now, pretty interesting matchup here. So we have the Lehigh Mountain Hawks, who we've all voted that Lehigh is going to be our dark horse team of the week. They're going over to Cornell, the big red, and the number eight team, the number eight team in the country that we have on our standings. I Just Lehigh – their win over Hobart showed me that they're not afraid of adversity and you know all the you know all the crap that I talked about them you know not being disciplined or getting down on themselves when a bad play happens I think they proved me wrong and I'm very glad they did but I'm still not sold on them yet as far as you know a tournament team goes but I think they have a good opportunity to take down a top tier team in Cornell after a lackluster performance against Albany this past weekend um again the and what I said about Lehigh you know I think that's just something I'm going to be looking at all season for them because they are going to be playing some tough teams in the Patriot League uh, this year. So, you know, how they react and how disciplined they stay in those moments is going to be crucial. Um, But I think they they've shown me that they are a much better team than what they were at the end of last season.
2: Yeah, I. Lehigh as a dark horse in this game, I think makes a lot of sense. Just because of how Cornell played and because of how Lehigh played in their last game. And honestly, looking at that stat line, the two things that surprised me about the Hobart-Lehigh game is just that Hobart was up 10-4. Lehigh went on a 15-3 to run to end that game. They locked it down. And that was at the beginning of the second quarter. So their defense just did not do anything and then kicked in another gear. And Sisselberger only went 56% at the X. He didn't have a dominant day. So Lehigh can win even if they don't have their X factor playing at a high pace. I'm saying all that just because I like Lehigh in this game. I think they're a great dark horse if if you do want to pick them. But I still have faith in Cornell. I think they're going to make the right adjustments after that Albany game. And I think they're going to get the win in their home opener.
1: Fun fact, gentlemen, Lehigh has literally never beaten Cornell. And I don't think this is the year it happens. I agree with you. I think Lehigh has probably the best chance. In recent memory of beating Cornell on Saturday, uh, they looked incredibly shaky against a very scrappy Albany team. And yeah, Lehigh showed some very good uh, resolve that would pay dividends in May. I just don't think Cornell drops this one. I think they look at Brown and say, oh, man, uh, Brown lost to an unranked team. We certainly can't do that. And so I think they win. I think they win at home, but it'll be it'll probably be a tight one, no doubt.
2: All right. Up next, we have Drexel visiting the team that gave Cornell almost that big scare, Albany Great Danes. Albany played great against Cornell, had the lead multiple times, just couldn't finish it out at the end. And they, honest to God, looked like a completely different roster, top to bottom, than the team that played against Syracuse. Uh, I think they build off of this momentum they had against Cornell and. I think they're going to be uh, beat Drexel at home in this game.
1: Yeah, last year, Drexel won 14-12 to 12 in this matchup, and it was their first win in the last seven that in this series. I like Albany here, and not just because Drexel is coming off that Tuesday night game, in which I do think they win, by the way, but I'd, I just love Albany's grit. I mean, you look at that first-line midfield, those dudes are huge. They are tough. This team is full of fighters. And I think they can just intimidate this Drexel team on the road. Last year, I took Drexel by myself, and I got the win. You know, no surprise there. I will agree uh-huh. with Dry though this year. I will agree <laughs> with him. I think the Danes will be rewarded for their toughness, and they'll get this win.
0: Yeah, no, I'm very happy with Albany's performance uh, this past weekend. Despite the loss, I was cheering them on the entire way. But... You know, Cornell, they're a tough team. They went to the championship last year for a reason. You know, you can't fall to an Albany team at the beginning of the season. But they fought. They, I think they made a statement. They they showed everybody, like, hey, we are not the same team that we were two, three years uh, consecutively. I think uh, they're playing a lot better. And Skymar Maher is uh, bringing together a great team here. I, I like the Great Danes in this one.
1: Okay, next up. What if I told you a world in which Notre Dame played Georgetown and one of the teams wasn't ranked? That's right, we're in this world. Georgetown isn't ranked. Where's the red staples button? It's not easy. It's a panic button. That's right, the Hoyas are our panic team. They are now 0 3 in their last three games after going 15 0. What is going on in our nation's capital? I don't know. I'm concerned, and I'm so concerned that I don't think this is even going to be a good game. Like, I think Notre Dame wins by five to seven goals.
2: It might be more than that.
1: Like, Notre Dame looks sexy. They look beautiful offense. Those Golden Domes are shimmering brightly in the sun. I, I am jumping ship from Georgetown. I am... Hopping off earlier than expected. I'm going with the Irish here. I think the Cavanaugh brothers are crushing it. And I think our fun team to watch this week, Notre Dame, because of just how the way they play, how they move, how they move the ball. It's it's just it's great offense to watch for young players. I'm taking the Irish boys, and I did not think I would say that at the beginning of the year.
0: Oh, boys. I am, if, if nobody is seeing the visual of me right now, but I am rubbing my hands together like the evilest villain that you would see in a James Bond movie. Ooh, baby. Um, I'm just going to go out of limb here and just start off. I'm taking the Irish in this one. I think Georgetown is exactly who I thought they were at the beginning of the season. Notre Dame looks awesome. And I think they walked Georgetown back to their buses this weekend after the game. Georgetown really needs to win this game. And if they don't, I think their only chance to make the tournament is to win the Big East and get that AQ.
1: I totally agree. But
0: but I don't think that's going to happen either. At this point in the season, I don't think it's going to happen. And I told you guys before we started recording, I have a little bit of a conspiracy theory about these guys. So I'm going to go into a little bit about that right now. So Georgetown considered the top team as far as transfers go this season. They got Tucker Dordovic, Jacob Kelly, um, Danny Hicks, goalie from Dartmouth, Brian Minikis, attackman from Colgate, Nikki Solomon, another attackman from North Carolina. You know what I found so common with all of those teams? Last year, all of those teams had what we would consider a down year. UNC, they went 8-6. and six. They were the only team of those players to be a part of. That had a winning season at eight and six, but still missed the tournament. Tucker Dordovic, Syracuse, went four and ten. Colgate went four and eight. Dartmouth went four and nine. And then you got a plethora of other other transfers like Will Bowen, who was from North Carolina, but he's been on the team for a little bit. So I'm I'm gonna let him slide. So I don't think that Georgetown is as good as they say they are because these guys are great players. We're not gonna hide that. But they didn't. They haven't done anything successful for their teams in the past. How is this going to be? How is this going to be translated for the rest of the season? I don't know, and I don't have much trust in that. So, there's my little conspiracy theory. I, th- I still think Georgetown is a pretty good team. They just haven't proven it against top tier teams this year. So I'm just going to lay that out there, and just pass it on to Dryband here. to See if he takes Georgetown.
2: I'm. I'm going to keep this quick because I'm a sad boy. Georgetown has let me down, oh so badly this year. I am Notre Dame all the way in this game. If you want to pick Georgetown, I think you're seeing weird colors and you need to go to a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Georgetown. This isn't even their hardest game. They have Princeton after Notre Dame. Yeah. Who, in could my opinion, and it could be 0 and 4. Is to, might even be. Well, I think they're the same caliber as Notre Dame. They're And they're at Princeton, not at home like they're against Notre Dame. So it's going to be even harder. And they're going to be 0-4. At this point, honestly, depending on those games, guess who the next team is they play after that? Richmond. They might yeah. lose that game. They might go 0-5. Georgetown might go 0-5. And, and I'm saying that in a confidence that I am so sad and disappointed. But this team has taken my soul from my body and let me down. That's all I have. Moving on. Freaking Georgetown, uh, man. Uh,
0: I, I'm so sorry for that. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for you, Jevin. I don't want you to feel this pain, but, oh. oh, man, they are looking like frauds right now, and they really need to win this game.
2: They are frauds, boy. That's why they look like frauds. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they are.
2: God damn it. Uh, I,
0: hey, the first step in healing is admittance, so I'm, I'm glad you took that first step. But anyway, all right, next game. Utah is going is coming down to Baltimore to face our, our number nineteen ranked team, the Johns Hopkins Blue Jays. And wow, what a tough start for Utah! It is to be in the season. Um, you know, Hopkins. I was right; they went zero two this week. I'm um, thank God. Oh my goodness! I'm like, but still, their ranks, which is weird to me, but whatever. Um, they don't impress me. They really miss Melendez and Angeles against Loyola. I think Utah is hungry to prove themselves among the ranks. They've had some pretty close games other than that Denver game to start the season. Um, and Hopkins, they're just not a threat to me without Melendez and Angeles on the field. Yes, they did beat Jacksonville. They did beat Georgetown. But they had both those guys playing, and both of those teams haven't proved much. Like Georgetown, we just said, are is looking like frauds, and J-Ville or Jacksonville, they they did prove themselves in a in bouncing back against beating Duke, but I still don't think they're that great. So I don't know it yet, but I'm going to go with Hopkins. Impression that Melendez and Angeles will play, but if I find out they don't, I'm going to switch and take Utah in this one because I just think that they're a hungry team, and I don't think Hopkins is the same team without those guys.
2: Yeah, I'm the same way as Voight. I'm going to keep this quick. If Hopkins is healthy... I've got them in this game all day. If they're not, I I may be flipping my pick to Utah. It's definitely enticing. To Show say
1: some resolve, gentlemen. Pick a game. Stick with it. <laughs> I'm going with the Jays. Have faith in our hometown team. I think this team is well coached. I think even though they have some injuries, I think they get this win.
0: Your hometown team, not <laughs> ours. <laughs>
2: I'm the one that goes there. (laughs) I should be the one that likes them the most. All right. Moving on to our next game this week. We've got Lafayette visiting Binghamton. The Bobcats grinded out, or Bearcats, not Bobcats, sorry. Grinded out a win in OT this past weekend against the Bonnies, and I... I think they're going to continue that momentum at home. I think they're going to beat Lafayette, who I am high on. I think Lafayette's a good team, but I I like Binghamton a lot this year.
1: I would agree. I am big on the Bearcat train. It's a small train, but it's a growing train, and I think they get to three and zero. Let's see what they can do.
0: Yeah. Um. Hold up. I have to go back and see which one team I picked. Okay. I did go with <laughs> Binghamton. I wasn't sure if I took Lafayette or Binghamton, but yeah, I'm going to go with the Bearcats here. I don't. I think they go to 3-0 and and have a great start to the season.
1: All right, next up, we have a great matchup every year. Penn State goes up north this time to take on the number five-ranked Yale Bulldogs. Yale coming off a pretty solid second-half win against Villanova. Penn State lost to Villanova, so these teams are all kind of playing each other. Look, last year, Penn State had a really crappy, crappy, crappy season, but they beat Yale. And that was kind of like the one bright spot in that year, um, and we're also saying to ourselves like, "Wow, this Penn State team looks kind of legit this year. I don't think they are frauds whatsoever." Um, but wow, did Yale look good in that second half when they started cooking? Jared Paquette, really good in cage. Brandau. boy, what did um, Chris Lines have? What nine goals? Nine goals. Like, look, the Ivy leagues, the top of the Ivy leagues, are still another level. I think this game is close. If Penn State wins, I won't be shocked, but I'm going to go with Yale.
2: I think this game is going to be almost identical to that Villanova game. Penn State, if their offense wants to show up, can score on anybody, and Yale does score on everybody. So I think it'll be really high scoring again, but I still like the Bulldogs at home in this game.
0: Yeah, six times that these. These guys are playing each other. Yale leads the series four to one. Glazer, as we said, Penn State won their first matchup in, or won their first game in this matchup last year. Um, just a little bit of stats. The average goal total for the past like five games is twenty four. I think that's pretty low. I think this is going to be a shootout, like you guys said, and I'm I would definitely take the over if I'm a smart betting man, which I'm not, but. <laughs>
2: All right, moving on to our next game of the week, we have Providence going up to Hawk Hill and visiting our number 10 St. Joseph's Hawks. St. Joe's put away what I think is a really solid Towson team this past weekend. Don't have much to say. I think they're going to be able to beat Providence pretty handily and move to a quick 3-0 on the year.
0: Yeah, yeah. Doing a little bit of research on this one. This is an interesting matchup because the series is tied three to three. Uh, right now, two to, it, the, they've split games two to two since 2018. Um, you know, it's a fairly close matchup. Um, I'm not, I'm just going to go out of limb here. I think Hawk Hill, they're a great team, but I don't think they're a top 10 team just yet. I think they're very beatable in this game against Providence, but I don't see it happening. I'm going to go with Hawk Hill.
1: Yeah, I think St. Joe's keeps winning these games quietly. Keep, I think they do keep creeping up into the top 10, and I think depending upon how the weekend goes they win this game, they could find themselves as high as seven. So I like St. Joe's here.
2: All right, moving on to a very intriguing matchup. We've got the VMI Keydets visiting St. Bonaventure. I, to start this off, I'm going to pick Bonnies in this game. I, it might seem like a little bit of a weird pick after the fact of knowing that I think they're going to lose against Robert Morris in the midweek matchup. But the thing that gives me hope for the Bonnies is that they had a really, really slow start against Binghamton. If anybody watched that game, they went down 7-2 after the first quarter. And they actually had a goalie switch, <laughs> not even before the end of the first. After the first six goals went in, they had a goalie switch. and After they switched goalies, they went on a 9-5 and run, sending that to OT. So for three-fourths of that game against what I think is a solid Binghamton side, Bonnie's almost doubled them up. And in that OT, the losing goal came down when they were manned down. They had a penalty, and that's how they lost. So I think this team does have some light. I know I wasn't super high on them. At the preseason but in this game I think the Bonnies still have what it takes to put away a VMI team that I do think is good they're on the up they're on the right path but I think at home I think Bonnies are going to you know be like we got to get a good win like we have to get a win to start this season we have to get it right going in the right direction and I, I think they're going to squeeze this one out I respectfully disagree <laughs> <laughs> Look, this
1: is the second time these teams have played, so it's a very young series. But last year, uh, the, the Bonnies won nine to eight, and we were kind of surprised at how close it was. I and mean, we all took Saint Bonaventure and thought they would win running away. But look, go back, listen to the December episode. I've said it for now, a couple months. I love this VMI program this year for VMI standards. Even though they lost by six to High Point, that game was much, much closer than that six-goal margin. St. Bonaventure is down this year. I mean, yeah, you're right, Dry They played better against Binghamton, but they've shown concerns otherwise. And VMI has shown that they can handle tough games like Queens. And I think VMI gets a really nice signature win and builds off a great year. So I'm going with the Cadets.
0: Yeah, I'm with Glazer here. I like VMI in this one. Uh, like you said, second time, these these teams are playing each other. Um, and Bonnies did win nine to eight last year, but that was also with Dobson. Um, You know, it's, you know, Dryband pointed out they did some switching with the goalies uh, this weekend, Um, but it's hard for me to pick against the BMI uh, this week uh, until I see something like drastic happen. So I'm going to go with the, the key debts in this one.
1: Another spicy one in Rhode Island The Brown Bears are playing their second game of the week, and they're welcoming the visiting Vermont Catamounts fresh off an overtime win out west in Utah. Much like Cornell and Lehigh, Brown has never lost to Vermont. And much like Cornell and Lehigh, I do not think that this trend changes this year. We all took Brown last year. For me, I think Brown will be coming off a pretty good performance against Providence. And I think, like I said, that loss to Quinnipiac will fuel them all year long. Vermont is good, no doubt. Like, they're a fringe top 20 team. They might be receiving votes for me next week. But I don't think they're good enough to beat this Brown team that will still be very, very pissed off.
0: Mm, I'm going to disagree with you, Glazer. I, I have Vermont in this one. Just... Brown hasn't. Brown didn't impress me against the Quinnipiac game, and they do have that game against Providence, but I think Providence is going to take it to them, you know, and make them feel it. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to take Vermont here because I really like their defense. I really like the way they're playing. Um, a little bit of uh, – I said earlier that Quinnipiac – Turned the ball over 28 times. Brown failed to capitalize on those. Vermont has turned the ball over over 20 times in each of their games, except for the Utah game uh, this past weekend. I think if Brown wants any chance, they'll need to capitalize on that, those extra possessions. But I think Vermont's defense is too good for that, and especially on a short week, I don't think Brown is. I don't think Brown has a chance in this one. I like Vermont here.
2: Yeah, I I'm gonna agree with Voigt. Split decision on this guy, on this game. Vermont has impressed me a lot this year. I'm picking them because Vermont has impressed me so much, not because Brown has disappointed me.
0: All righty. Well, interesting matchup we have here. We have the Wagner Seahawks visiting the Queens Royals. And I think we were all very surprised on Queens' win. Uh, Was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Yesterday? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm pretty impressed with Queens and how they're playing, especially in that BMI game. I finally got a chance to go back and watch that game. That was very solid performance by them. Um, Let's just call a spade a spade here. Wagner hasn't been very impressive um, for many years. Um, They should walk into this game thinking, okay, these guys just moved up to D2. We have been at the bottom of the barrel at D1. We have to bring it to these guys and make it a tough game. Um, It's hard to pick Wagner for me, but I'm willing to bet that they feel pretty disrespected going in this one. I'm still going to go with Queens, but I think Wagner makes it tough on them.
2: I like Queens in this game as well. I think Wagner is about to get disrespected by Army at a different level midweek. I think they're going to be coming back from a game that they get smacked in the mouth, quite literally. I don't think they're going to have what it takes. I think Queens is going to have a full week off. They're going to be able to focus on Wagner this whole time. They're like, hey, we can get a second win. We can, you know, get a multi-win season first year up into D1, and they can get the 500 after four games. So I think Queens has everything riding for them this game, and Wagner is just same old same old Wagner.
1: I'm tempted to take the Seahawks here. I am because I think so many people will be overlooking them and we've had kind of a year so far where crazy crap happens. However, I I just can't bring myself to do it. I need to see Wagner put up a better fight to have a better result for me to take them. So I'm going to go with the Royals and yeah, I think they get to 500.
0: A lot of first time meetings Uh, this weekend or and this upcoming week rather. Um, However, with this next matchup, a lot of history. This is the 69th meeting between Colgate and Hobart. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Historically Hobart owns this matchup. I mean, they lead the series 53 to 13 and two ties. Um, I'm gonna just highlight the last five games. They, it's Hobart has been winning the series three to two in the last five. Um, there's been an average total goals of 21.4. The average goal differential is 4.6 going either way. So I think this is a pretty close game. Um, Colgate proved this weekend that they can take on adversity with that comeback against Air Force. I think they got. I said it earlier. I think they got screwed. At the end of the game with that BS crease call, um, I'm just wondering what the ref's call sign was at the academy. I mean, God dang! Um, I think Colgate is pretty pissed they didn't walk away with a dub in Colorado. Hobart disappointed me. Um, I took them last week when you guys took both took Lehigh, and they let Lehigh right back in this game. I mean, Dryband pointed out earlier they were up ten to four, and then Lehigh came back and won. What, what it was like seventeen to thirteen or something like that.
2: 19 um, to 13. 19
0: to 13. It was worse than I thought. So, I'm gonna take Colgate in this one. I think they own the faceoff dot and their offense keeps improving against the statesman Statesman defense. They weren't the Hobart's defense wasn't very impressive uh, towards the end of the second half and or rather the entire second half, letting Lehigh walk back into this one. And I don't think this is any different. I think Colgate's offense is a lot better. And shout out my boy. Rory Connor, two goals, two assists, four points on the game on nine shots, uh, two GBs. Uh, great day by the kid.
2: Oh, boy, Voight. I'm going to keep this short and sweet and basically say what you said, just the reverse of it. I'm going with the Statesman in this game. And you said Colgate's got to be hungry for a win after coming back and losing the Air Force right at the end. How badly do you think Hobart wants to win after being up 10-4 on a team and then getting destroyed by them? That is unbelievable. They destroyed Lehigh. I mean, I I even texted in our group chat. I said, Voight, great job picking Hobart because they're making Lehigh look like a JV squad out here. And I know Hobart's going back in the film and saying, guys, we had this game in complete control we know we're a good team we can smack any team in the mouth and i think they're going to go out there i think they're going to get colgate and i think they're going to win this game
1: if you want to know my rationale for taking hobart rewind this podcast 30 seconds and listen to what Dryban just said because that's my exact same reasoning
0: <laughs> you guys are hilarious oh boy all righty next up you got the Dartmouth Big Green taking on Holy Cross Crusaders. Not going to say much here. I like Dartmouth in this one. Very solid win against LI or Merrimack. They beat Merrimack. Sorry. Very solid win against Merrimack. I got the Big Green in this one.
1: Love me some Big Green from New Hampshire. Let's score some goals, Dartmouth. Let's run the table on Holy Cross here. Let's get like a 15-goal performance. I want to see it. Yeah, I'm Dartmouth all the way in this game. Okay, next up, we have America's wounded favorite team, the Merrimack Warriors, on the road in a very tough test, going out west to play Denver. Look, boys, if Merrimack beat Dartmouth on Saturday, this game would be very intriguing, I think. However, they lost to Dartmouth. And Denver is now 1-2, and and they lost to Duke in a game in which I think the very least he could have won. I feel bad for Merrimack because I think Bill Tierney is going to say to his Denver team, you are playing a D2 team. These kids are scrubs compared to you. I need you to level them at every moment's notice. I think Denver pummels the Merrimack Warriors, who are not used to traveling this far, I'm going with the Pioneers.
2: It pains me to say it, but there's not an ounce of my body that wants to pick Merrimack in this game. A logical ounce of my body. I'll phrase it that way. I'll be watching this game, and I don't do it a lot, but I'll probably be rooting against the team that I picked and rooting for the Warriors, even though I'm picking Denver in this one.
0: My mind is telling me no, but my body... (laughs) I think that's how we all feel in this one. Yeah, <laughs> yes. we, got, I think we all got. <laughs> we all got. I like. I really love Merrimack. I love the way they're playing, but like Denver, they they are the workhorses of workhorses. So I'm. I think, you know, Denver going one and two, they need a win to stay relevant. So I'm taking Denver here.
1: We have a top twenty matchup our way next, Duke. Fresh off that Denver win, goes north to Penn off a two-goal win over Georgetown this past weekend. Penn was, let's be, I'll be honest, like, look, Penn was sloppy. They did not play the greatest games. I give them a break because it was their first game, Um, but I think Penn needs to learn a lot. I think they need to improve a lot. And look, Duke has some experience, but I'm going to stay true to Penn like I stayed true to BMI. I'm really high on this Penn Quaker team. I think they're a national champion contender. And I think to be a national champion, you got to beat Duke. And I think they do.
2: I I don't have much to say. I'm picking Penn too. I think Duke are frauds. I do think Duke is a fraud team. I don't think they should be 14. I think they're a fringe top 20 team. I think Penn tightened some screws up. They, I agree with Glazer. They did not look great against Georgetown. But just like Georgetown's frauds, Duke is frauds. I think Penn will put it to Duke and win by at least five goals in this game.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm going to take Penn in this one. I did almost pick Duke because I thought this was going to be played in Durham. And Penn hasn't won in Durham since 1971. Well, that's a long uh, time.
2: Oh, boy. That,
0: yeah, I bet Duke really wishes that they had this game at home this weekend. But they got to go travel to Penn, unfortunately. Um, I'm looking for my stats. 12th meeting, Penn leads the series 7 to 4. They've won three of the last four since 2018. Average total goals is a little under 24. Average goal differential is 3.75. So, could be a close game, could not be a close game. You know, Penn was sloppy, but, you know, everybody's sloppy in the first game of the season. So, you know they're an Ivy League team. They're a top five team by far. I agree with Dryband. I'm not sold on Duke yet. I don't know any Duke players outside of their attack with Caputo, Williams, and O'Neal, and that's their entire offense pretty much. So I don't think I don't see them winning this game against Penn. I'm taking the Quakers here.
1: We travel a little bit more north in this next one for a New York Long Island matchup. Hofstra takes on St. John's Red Storm. I think Hofstra wins this one. I think they go from 0-3 to 2-3 this week. I think St. John's gave Delaware a pretty good game, but I think Hofstra is probably just a little bit better than St. John's. I do think this game is probably within three goals. I would expect to see some fight out of the Red Storm, but I got to go with the pride here.
0: Yeah, you're... You're right to say that you know average goal differential is four goals, um, so you know it, it could be a pretty close game here. Hofstra leads the series eighteen to six. They've won three of the last five. Um, I'm going to take Hofstra here, and you know whoever, you know whoever made that schedule for Hofstra, you know, props to you because you you might have just saved their season. So I'm going with the pride here.
2: Yeah, I'm taking Hofstra as well.
0: Alrighty. Next up, we have a couple of like pretty great games here. We have our number six team, the Loyola Greyhounds, going up to Jersey to visit up the number 13, Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Rutgers coming off that loss against Army this past weekend. Uh, they lost by a goal. Loyola threw Hopkins under the bus, the bus over them, and then back into them again and another time. <laughs> So that was fun to watch for me. Um, oh. I, re- I really love Loyola in this one. Their middies are awesome. Poitra and Evan James are workhorses. I love watching them play. Their defense, Luke Stout, in cage, great, great mix of guys, great overall team. Um, I'm going to take Loyola in this one. Um, at the beginning of the season, if you asked me, I would have taken Rutgers. But after, but after seeing how Loyola is played, and even if Rutgers had won that game against Army, I'm probably taking Loyola here anyway. So I like the Hounds here.
2: Oh boy, the way Loyola is playing, it is really hard to want to pick the other team. And like, no matter who it is, I I am just wanting to pick Loyola in every single matchup, regardless of their opponent. I, I'm picking the Greyhounds in this game. They've looked phenomenal. Their defense has just impressed me to no end this season, and Rutgers disappointed me against Army. And honestly, they've disappointed me in a couple of their games so far this season. They've let some teams stay with them that I think they should pretty easily put away. So I'm I'm taking Loyola in this game.
1: Boys, we're talking dogs and frauds this week, and we've talked about some frauds, but I'm gonna call it right here. You can yell at me. I think Rutgers is a fraud this year. I do. I wow. said it last week. That's they bold. Hadn't, they That's very bold. Look, they haven't impressed me against Maris. They didn't impress me against Stony Brook. Like, you're right. This team's got potential. I get it. But we're used to seeing Rutgers like light some of these teams up and put up twenty, and they just haven't yet. I also love. I also love how you fine gentlemen have joined me along the greyhound train. Let's not derail this train, gentlemen, because I am telling you, I don't care who Loyola plays for the rest of the season, I will take them no matter what. Well, oh, yeah, that is no, a no bold matter statement.
2: What.
1: So I will take them this week, I will take them next week, and I will take them all the way to championship weekend.
0: Wow. Okay. Good to know. Gla- Glazer's Glazer's the conductor of the Loyola train, and Dryband and I are just along for the ride here. <laughs> I, I love it. I love your energy, Glazer. I love your optimism. Um, I am
1: still so pissed you made me take Maryland in that game. I'm never hey, doing it
0: again. Y- you know what? Yeah, fair play, fair play, fair play.
2: Once is all that matters, Glazer.
0: Fair play. And hey, at li- hey good job for not listening to me. Something Dryband should take from your book. <laughs> Don't listen to me when it comes to picking your picks because they are your picks. Um, But anyway, moving on, we have our number nine, Maryland Terrapins. Visiting a very, very tough number three, Princeton Tigers team. This is the most – I I can't remember the last time I was this nervous about a Maryland game. Oh, my Lord. Um, Six meeting between these teams since 2006. Twice last season, of course. Maryland leads the series five to nothing. There's a very good chance that Princeton wins their first game of this matchup. Um, just it's going to be an interesting matchup for me. Maryland's defense and Princeton's attack, very elite sides of the field. Going to be a dogfight down there, whichever side of the field they're on. I thought Maryland's goalie played as well as he could. But it's a hard it's hard to follow a great goalie in McNaney. With that said, I think Prince's offense is miles better than Syracuse, and I think they are going to have a tough time ta- or I think Maryland is going to have a tough time against this team. But I think Maryland has also figured out some things on their offense. They've moved Murphy up to midfield. They've moved Chorus down to attack. Um Murphy's getting more opportunities against Shortstick, which I think is a big advantage for them. Kelly looks like the centerpiece as of now, but if they want to win this game, I think Maltz and Kyle Long have to have some days with if they want to have success against this Princeton's defense. Weirman owns the faceoff dot. I think he's a big big piece of this game as well. Gonna take Maryland, but I am not I'm not too optimistic.
1: Let me throw some pessimism upon you, Mr. Lloyd.
0: Please do. I need it. I need it. I'm I need some going... right now.
1: I am going with the Ivy League squad here, and I'm going with them confidently. If we recall last year, when Maryland, I think, went to Princeton. No, maybe it was not College Park last year. However it goes.
0: I think it was the first game was in Princeton, and then yeah. they met yeah. at CP or the neutral side in the tournament.
1: Point being. That was the game in which we said, oh, my gosh, Princeton is for it for realsies and Maryland maybe can be beaten. Now, of course, Maryland wasn't beaten, but Princeton is still for realsies and so much for realsies that they win this game. I don't know by how much. I don't think it'll be a blowout. Of course not. It's Maryland. But I think Princeton gets a good win here.
2: Oh, boy. Princeton made me real happy this weekend because they're a team that I was riding before the season that did not disappoint me. <laughs> they, I, I have them as my number two team in the country and they looked like it this weekend. I think watch that Monmouth game. They never let them see the light of day. Princeton controlled every facet of that game. Monmouth went on one three goal run in the third quarter, but Princeton was already up 15, three at that point, I think. So, Princeton looks phenomenal. They're at home against Maryland. And Princeton's getting production from their other side pieces, too. they younger guys. Saris had three goals, three assists, six points in the game. And Maxey also had six points against Monmouth. Uh, they're getting production everywhere. This team doesn't have to ride on the shoulders of Slusher, English, and Stevens this year. Uh, I think they're going to beat Maryland. That's two to one. For the Ivy I'm, League in that team in that game, I
0: don't, I don't hold anything against you guys for that one. It, it makes it's the smart pick, but I, <laughs> I have to go with the Terps here. I have to.
1: Okay, well, we have our, shall we say, very surprising team of the week, the Quinnipiac Bobcats, after a program-defining win against the Brown Bears, welcome the Bryant Bulldogs after a heartbreaking loss to Boston U at home. Quinnipiac is 2-0. Bryant is 1-1. I almost took the Bobcats, but then I looked at some stats and looked at some film, and I'm still a little bit more impressed with Bryant. Bulldogs, I think, should feel they should be 2-0. I think they probably are a little ticked off they didn't beat Boston, and I think they win this on the road. Now, I think this game takes a new tone, given Quinnipiac's win. But I think Bryant still has a little bit more pride, a little bit more heritage and legacy of being a better program. And I think it carries them to a win in this one.
0: Um, yeah, I'm I'm going to go with Bryant here, too. Um, Quinnipiac, very convincing win against Brown. Um, but I said it earlier, I think... Bryant made a lot of mistakes, or not Bryant. I think Quinnipiac made a lot of mistakes, and Brown just failed to capitalize on those mistakes. I think Bryant should have beaten Boston. You know, I didn't pick them, but as I was watching that game, I was like, Boston does not deserve to win this game. So I'm going to go with the Bulldogs here.
2: Oh boy. I'm taking the home team, the Quinnipiac Bobcats, to beat Bryant this week. It's funny that you guys keep saying that. Quinnipiac shouldn't have won the game against Brown and that Bryant should have won again the game against Boston but guess what happened Bryant <laughs> lost and Quinnipiac <laughs> won it's crazy how that works isn't it Bryant basically gifted Boston that game I watched that game I know you guys did too that last 10 minutes of the 4th quarter in overtime Bryant looked like they just said never mind Boston take it from us you can have the game we don't want it anymore Go ahead. Have it. Quinnipiac, you're right, Void. They did turn the ball over a shit ton. That's that's bad. I did not like that they did that. It's not confident in this pick that they did that that much. But they still grinded out the win. They still got the win over Brown, who we all had ranked as a top 20 team.
0: Some of us had them a little bit higher than they should have been. I won't name names, but... Oh, no, you can name names. I, I get it. I can feel your eyes piercing, piercing, <laughs> but... the But... They still grind out that win, and on top of that, they're they've
2: got goal score. They have a very very balanced offense. Their top four point scorers all have eight points. I, I do like this Quinnipiac team. I think they're going to give it to Bryant, even if Bryant does pull off the win, which I don't think they do. This is going to be a close game and a good game at that.
0: First time these teams are playing each other since 2013. Um, yeah. four of those games. Um. Or well, four of those six games all decided by five goals or less. Um, it's going to be a shootout for sure. All right. Moving on, another team or another matchup rather that is a first time for both teams. Monmouth is going over to Long Island to face LIU. LIU coming off that bad uh, lost to Lindenwood this past weekend. Also, congrats to Lindenwood first is it first E one win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. first E one win for. The uh, Lions? Yeah, the Lions. Um, just not impressed by them. I'm I really, going to take Monmouth in this game. Um, not much else to say.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take Monmouth because having watched LIU twice, I realized that they are in the darkest depths of a rebuild this year. Uh, just not, do not like what I'm seeing from the powder blue and yellow. On the flip side, I think Monmouth played Princeton as well as Monmouth could have played Princeton. Like That's a game you know you're going to lose, but you know you're going to learn a lot from. So I learned a lot from Monmouth watching them. I think they're a pretty good team based upon their level. And so I think they win this one.
2: Yeah, I've got Monmouth for all the exact same reasons.
1: Alrighty, we have Dryband's favorite NJIT Highlanders. Going over to Manhattan, fresh off a grueling win versus the Naval Academy. Now, I am not going to be dry band this week, and I'm not going to be convinced by the Highlanders. And I'm going to take the Jaspers because I think they're a really good team. And I think they can make some waves in their conference and maybe win back-to-back titles.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Go Jaspers. Yeah,
2: I'm not picking NGIT. Oh,
1: yet. what a shame. What a shame. Oh, come on.
2: Manhattan you know you all you the know way in this to. game. <laughs> I don't want to. Not a single part of me wants to.
0: Hey, Dryband, you know, you're a game back behind me, you know, and we're pretty much tied in different matchups. So you, you shut up. You never know. <laughs> shut up. Go to the next game. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Nice one. Nice one. Nice one. Nice one. All right. Marquette going over to Michigan. Um, I know we have this game pretty high on our list here, but I'm just going to go out and say Michigan all the way. Um, six meeting between this team, these teams. Michigan leads the series four to one. Um, it's been pretty close, aside from you know the 12-7 win uh in 2018 uh 2019 was a three goal difference uh last year's was a two goal win by michigan and the year before in 2020 was a one goal so you know this has a potential to be pretty close but i think michigan is a lot better team i think marquette has kind of taken a little dip um this this year so far but this is a big uh get up game for them so uh especially with how hofstra played against michigan's but i'm gonna go with the wolverines here
2: I was real close to taking Marquette in this game. I had them picked for a while. I Michigan turned my head, though, solely because I was putting too much weight on the fact that they let Hofstra play well against them, but they did win, and they did play really well against UVA, too. I think this Michigan team is one that comes out. They're at home. They're not going to let this visiting Marquette team steal one away from them that they think They know they should win. Michigan knows they should win going into this game. So I like the Wolverines. This is a huge, huge game for Michigan in terms of their season.
1: If Marquette wins this one, I think Michigan goes on a downward path to the Big Ten. And for that reason, I think Michigan stays alive in their conference and playoff hopes. So I'm going to go with Big Blue at home, but not confidently, tentatively, because I think Marquette's pretty good. but I like Michigan here.
2: All right, next up on the docket is another top 20 matchup. We have our number 12 team, North Carolina, traveling up to the dome to visit our number 18 team, Syracuse. UNC played a great first half against Ohio State. They led 4-2 at halftime, but then their offense just couldn't keep up after in that second half, and I think they're going to be able to bounce back against Syracuse. I I think they're going to bounce back. They know that this is a huge game and this game might decide last place in the ACC too. This is this game. Every single game is pivotal in the ACC because there's only five teams, but this one, especially if both these teams want to try to have a good year in the ACC, they need, need to start one to know because every game only gets that much harder after this. So I think UNC knows that they have been playing fantastic again under Brescia. Like I said, they would. And the the squad looks very cohesive they're coming together their defense looks great i think their offense just ohio state's defensive unit is phenomenal and i think you can't put anything i'm not going to hold anything against unc for not being able to make any large you know I, for them not scoring 10 goals on ohio state that's hard for any team to do so i i like unc in a bounce back game against the Qs.
0: Yeah, I loved watching that UNC-Ohio State game the other day, man. That was an awesome sight to see. Um, but going into this one, 30th time that these teams are playing each other, 12th in a row since 2014. Nine of the last 12 games have been decided by three goals or less, so I think this is going to be a pretty close game. But UNC has owned – what was that?
2: My mic's scratched.
0: Continue. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> sorry that scared me that scared me Jeez. um <laughs> but anyway um unc has owned this matchup uh the last three years winning uh, three of the last five three or and and the last three matchups uh past three years um so it's it's gonna be a close game it's a very early acc game which is odd to me but You know, the ACC is weird because they have five teams. They don't even have a conference tournament or whatever. Um, But I'm going to take UNC here. UNC is the tougher team, in my opinion. They play with five. They played with a lot of fire. Um, So did OSU in that game yesterday. I'm going to go with the Tar Heels here.
1: While we're on the subject of frauds, because I think we're talking about them a lot today, quite very intentionally.
0: (laughs) Yes. Syracuse...
1: I don't want to say they're a fraud because I think in order to be called a fraud, you have to be first to be good. And (laughs) I don't think that Syracuse has been good enough yet. Orange, if you want to prove me wrong, beat North Carolina. But until you beat a good team and no Vermont doesn't count, I will not even give you the respect of calling you a fraud because I don't think you're there yet. I think you have potential, but you're not there yet. I think the Tar Heels just are a little bit more mature or a little bit. Better all around. I don't think this is, by any stretch of the imagination, a blowout. But I think it's a win for Carolina and a good one on the road in the Dome.
0: I love the way you think.
2: Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. This next game I am so excited for. We have Boston traveling to a team that is quickly becoming a favorite of mine because I am so happy that I was high on them to start the season. And they're proving me right. The UMass Minutemen. I'm taking UMass in this game at home. They started the game against UMass Lowell incredibly slow offensively in a gross, very, very rainy, windy game. Really, really sloppy in the first half. But holy crap, I can tell you for a fact that their defense did not start slow. I, every single possession UMass Lowell had was either a cause turnover or a shot clock violation they didn't let UMass Lowell get any clean looks on goal except for the very first goal they had in the first like 45 seconds besides that UMass Lowell was denied completely denied by UMass defense and i know UMass Lowell is a great team to you know kind of like stack weights or whatever you want say how good a certain defense is after one game but this is a defense that also held Army to only eight goals the prior game, and Army racked it up against a Rutgers team that we all ra- had ranked pretty freaking high. So I I am fascinated to see what this UMass team can do. I think they're gonna beat Boston. I think they're gonna beat them by a couple goals at that, and I, they're they're getting close to sneaking into the top 20 for me. I like the Minutemen this year.
1: You're right, and if they win this game, they will definitively be in my top 20. I originally took BU in this game before I did my research, kind of like as a, at a first glance. Look, my concerns with UMass are I don't think they can score more than 12 goals. I don't. Like, I don't see how they do. But dry band, you're right. They don't need to because their defense is not going to give up more than seven or eight. And really, that's the reason why I'm taking them here. I, I, I like BU in theory, but after seeing them play twice, I don't know how they score goals against this guerrilla defense. I, I just don't. Furthermore, this is BU's third straight road game to start the year. That is a tough way to start your season. So, yeah, I got to go with the Minutemen at home.
0: Yeah, it's hard for me to pick Boston the way that they've been playing this season. Um, I'm going to follow suit with both of you guys. I like the Minutemen in this one.
1: Second to last game of Saturday, we have Bucknell on the road to Harvard Crimson. 17th ranked team in the land bucknell got what walloped like th- that was that was bad i mean richmond de d ranked bucknell from even contention like they were a potential top 20 team but they've just gone out of existence because of that loss to richmond and the way that they lost they just objectively looked bad and on the flip side harvard you can say oh yeah harvard was down 11 to whatever, or 20 to whatever, like Harvard got their butts kicked in the first half. No doubt about it. But that team fought and that team's got potential. Sam King is legit. This team's youth is maturing. And look, that Harvard comeback in that game, which they lost 25 to 21, which is a ridiculous lacrosse score but on its own. That Harvard comeback in the second half came against Virginia starters for a good part of it. So do not discount this Harvard Crimson team. There's a reason they're still in our top 20, and I think they win this one pretty well.
2: This is brief. I'm Harvard all the way. I, they lost, but do not forget the fact that Harvard put up 21 goals on the nation's number one team.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm going with Harvard here. Um, I turned off that game at halftime, um, and then suddenly like, I look at the score, and it's like 26 to 21. I'm like, what the heck just happened? Um But yeah, I like Harbin in this one. Bucknell, they surprised me against Mercer, but since then it's just getting kind of like, eh, what's Sh- going shall on? Shall we here? say it? Bucknell, Fro Frauds? Fraud. <laughs> Fra- yes, Fra- fraudulent. Fraudulent, I would say.
2: All right, moving off to our Saturday capstone in a. I, I know we said Towson Richmond is the most intriguing matchup of the weekend, I think. This game is the game of the week, without a doubt, I think, just because of all the implications it holds. Number seven, Ohio State Buckeyes are traveling to number one Virginia Cavaliers. Oh boy, this this game, Ohio State's defense looked incredible against UNC this weekend. But the challenge ahead of them, waiting at Klockner Stadium, is so much bigger than UNC. Uh, this UVA before offense you said,
0: before you say anything else they're actually playing this at a neutral site in Naples, Florida. Oh, they oh, are. This is the flo- okay. Yeah, this is the Florida game. Oh,
2: interesting.
0: In case any of you want to change your pick. I'm not
2: changing my pick. Okay. I'm not changing okay, okay.
0: it. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I'm taking oh,
2: Virginia okay. in this game. Um UVA put up 25 goals easily against a team that we all still have ranked inside our top 20 like i mean that that doesn't happen a lot like they blew out a team and i know we just said harvard you know played back and yes harvard for the hand they were dealt in the first half played fantastic the second half but virginia didn't really have to play that hard or up tempo at a pace that they needed to because they had won the game after the first quarter basically and I, I think this is going to be a phenomenal game, but I don't know if Ohio State's offense can keep pace with UVA's because UVA is going to put points on the board. So I'm picking Virginia in this up.
0: Listen, every statistical category is telling you, should tell you, that UVA is going to win this game. However, I'm going to take the Buckeyes. Love it. This one, because they play tough defense. They play physical defense. They don't let up a whole lot of goals. Virginia, who have they played this year? Like, they're 3-0, and but, like, who else have they played? I'm actually asking.
2: Like Michigan.
0: Um, Michigan, who played them very freaking close. And then they pounced Harvard. And then Harvard came back, and both teams scored over 20 goals. I... I don't see a very disciplined UVA team so far this season that I've seen in the past years. And with Ohio State, with the talent they have, I think they take this game, keep it close, and win an OT. I'm taking the Buckeyes here.
1: Boy, I would dead serious be with you if I didn't watch what I watched yesterday in that Ohio State-Carolina game. It concerns me a lot. At how low scoring that game was for Ohio State going into this Virginia game, because in order to beat Virginia, like we just saw from Harvard, you need to be able to score more than 15 goals. You just have to. And Ohio State's capable of doing it. I grant you that. But I needed to see it against that Carolina team like they did last year in order for me to take Ohio State this week. I'm going to go by the book here. I'm going to take UVA. But I'm not going to be as confident as maybe the rest of the people are. I, I think Ohio State could win this game. I think they could really shake up the D1 landscape. But I got to go with UVA. I mean, this offense is its borderline Maryland from last year. So far. So far. Yeah. You
0: don't. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. You're not allowed to do that.
2: All right, moving on to our first Sunday matchup. Another great game, another top 20 matchup. We have the Villanova Wildcats traveling to our number 16 Villanova Wildcats. Sorry, I forgot the rank number. To our number 11 team in the nation, Delaware. Villanova's coming off that shootout against Yale. And honestly, in my opinion, they now have to face... One of the best close defensive units in the country in Delaware, the close defenseman tree of Warren Lynch and last, but certainly not goddamn least grant combined with kill carry at goal makes it really easy to see why they're only averaging 6.6 goals against in their three games so far. Granted, this will also be by far the best offense that Delaware has had to go up against, but. I think that Delaware is going to be able to outlast Nova. I think Nova's defense has some questions. They lit up goals in every single game they've played so far. And Delaware's offense can put up points on the board too. That is no question. So I think it's a, the key matchup is Villanova's offense against Delaware's defense. And I think Delaware's defense has the edge for me. So I'm taking the Blue Hens at home in this game.
0: Yeah, I think this is going to be a shootout. Um, the last five games, the total goals has been just under 27. Um, Villanova has won four of the last five. They own the series 14 to 11. I'm going to take Nova
1: here. I could have sworn you were (laughs) taking Villanova in this game. I am (laughs) shocked that you changed your pick.
2: I I had it all written up. I just completely forgot to change the little icon. I I don't know how I did that. I'm like, did you pull a 180
1: (laughs) on me right here? What's going on? Uh, Fair enough. Fair enough. Delaware is a fine pick. Here's my bold statement on this game. Much like Harvard, there's a reason Villanova's in our top 20. This team is good, and they played well against two good opponents. Delaware is 3-0 against literal cupcakes. Chocolate frosted cupcakes. Okay? Yeah. I have not seen anything that impressive from this Delaware team. And don't get me wrong. If Delaware wins this game, they beat Michigan. They beat UMBC. They could be looking at an undefeated season. They really could. But for the final time tonight, because it's on brand, I am hitting the fraudulent alert button for Delaware. I'm not saying the frauds yet. They like, haven't even lost a game yet. <laughs> but I'm putting them on fraud alert. I am. Oh, my it's, God. It's, it's the mantra of the episode. OK, I, I haven't seen enough. To, to convince me, and I'm going with Villanova.
0: I think they put the Blue Hens in their place. The button is on the table. The button is They're, on the table. We're, you, not right. We're not you, pressing bro. it. Thank you. but it's on the table. We say see what you it, want to say. We observe it. We acknowledge it. They're
2: gonna smack you in the mouth on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man, I love. I like this. I really love that matchup. I'm excited for that game. Um, that's gonna be probably the like it's the first game on on Sunday. That's definitely gonna be the one I watch. Um, but moving on, we have another matchup. Hampton is going over to face High Point. Uh, second time these teams are playing. Again, not sold on Hampton. Not sold on High Point either. But I think they're more they're they're better than Hampton at this point. So I'm going to go with the Panthers here.
1: I will concur with you, good sir, and take the Panthers.
2: High Point for me as well.
1: Ellerman is on the road against Marist. In a game where I'm going to be taking Bellarmine, and I am surprised that I'm taking Bellarmine, but I don't know why I should take Marist. What is going on with both of these teams? Marist has significantly underperformed every expectation, and Bellarmine has exceeded damn near every expectation. I would worry about the Knights going to New York, but they literally just did this past weekend, and they took it to Canisius 14-4. to Marist needs a win very desperately, but I, I I can I can't go against the way Bellarmine's playing. Like I just can't. So I'm going to take the Knights on the road.
2: Yeah, I it's a tale of two teams. Bellarmine's been playing fantastic the last two games against St. Bonaventure and Canisius, and Marist on the other hand has just not come anywhere close to what I thought they'd be doing this year. Um, so I'm I'm taking Bellarmine on the road in this game too.
0: Yeah, I'll round out the picks here. I like Bellarmine in this one. I don't have much else to add there.
2: All right. Hitting our second-to-last game for this week. We've got Sacred Heart traveling to Stony Brook. Sacred Heart's had a pretty tough season so far, and I do not see them winning this game away either. I like Stony Brook a lot in this matchup.
1: I also like the Seawolves. I don't think Sacred Heart gets it done here.
0: I'm just, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I'm not sold on Stony Brook just yet, but. But are you sold on Sacred Heart, sir? I'm not, but I think Sacred Heart is playing better than I've seen them in the past. Um, you know, ninth meeting between these teams. Uh, Seawolves lead the series six to two right now. Six meetings have been decided by two goals or less. Average total goals is 24 in all meetings. Um, I'm going to take Stony Brook here, but I think Sacred Heart keeps this one closer than many think.
2: All right. And last but not least, we've got our last game for this week's slate. We have Fairfield traveling down to Richmond. I think this game is going to have a lot of goals, but I'm still going to pick Richmond to be the final winner for this game when everything's said and done. Like a twenty to twelve type of score line here,
1: yeah. I mean, for me, I think because I think Towson beats Richmond, I think Richmond comes out like I think Brown comes out against Providence, just pissed off. And I think they take it to Fairfield, and I think they probably beat Fairfield worse than Fairfield deserves. But yeah, I gotta go with the spiders here,
0: yeah. um yeah. I think Richmond just blows them out of the freaking water. Um, Yeah, spiders all the way here. All righty. Well, that brings us to the end of week three picks. Listen, it was a long process, a lot of games to pick from. Just going to, you know, say enjoy the weekend. Um, Guys, do you have anything else to add? Um, I know it's been a long day, long two, long couple hours. So,
2: six top twenty matchups this weekend. It's a lot of good teams playing a lot of good teams, and outside of that, like we said, a game like Towson-Richmond is something that is really, really important for all these teams' records and standing and RPI going forward into conference play in the next couple weeks. This year is all about parity, and I think
1: this week will show us a continuation of the same thing. And we're going to get surprised by upsets once more, but it's just hard to predict them. So I'm confident in the picks, but yeah, another good week awaits us.
0: Great stuff. Alrighty. Thank you all for listening in again. Another long week of games. Uh, I think we're all pretty drained after almost two hours of picking. So enjoy the week. Enjoy the weekend. A bunch of games. Go Buckeyes.